Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Welcome back to Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life. This is Sister Stay, And this is Sister Veritas. And we're thrilled to be back. It's a joy. It's a delight. It really is. You know, I was thinking about this experience I had fairly recently, um, going to the supermarket. You like going to the supermarket, sister? I do. I don't get to do it as much as, as I, I would like, but I do enjoy it very much. Especially here in the Bronx. Especially here in the Bronx. And it was a local supermarket in the Bronx. Hmm. And going in um, and actually coming out, you see these <laughs> pictures as you leave, pasted on the wall beside the, behind the checkout. No kidding. And there are people, like, freeze frames from the security camera. <laughs> and, like, a lot of them. But it's not just that. It's, like, many different people. But then under each person is a word like fish napper, oh, bacon swindler, cheese stealer. And <laughs> these are the people <laughs> caught in the act of swindling the store. Oh, no. And they have been posted on the... The white wall. Positive on the wall. As you leave the market. It's it's kind of like the wall of shame. The wall of shame. It's quite compelling. And you're coming from Canada. Have you ever seen anything like this before? You know, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> I assume it's effective. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. But Wow. Yeah. Wow. So just... Uh, it's kind of an interesting phenomenon. It is. Because I've seen it actually quite a bit here in the Bronx as we go out to get our little groceries. Um I imagine it, it's, I, I know, seeing the wall of shame, I was terrified. I, you know, I, you just, <laughs> I imagine it's an effective tool, uh, a turrent of some sort. Well, and my, I guess, sister, as you're talking, it's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what our purpose was in sharing it. But actually, I see a strong connection with uh, the content we have uh, that we want to focus in on today. It's funny you say that. I also see that connection. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? In the sense that a lot of things are going to try to reveal us, define us perhaps, but reveal us. Um, the wall of shame, it sounds like, uh, seeks to, I don't know, name someone, define someone by an action or a deed. Right. Um, but I think as, uh, as we appeal to love, um, you know, we we were, we moved to the wall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, the Lord has so much in store for us. Uh, Amen. Letting love reveal us. Amen. And I'm I'm looking forward to diving into it. I wonder. Um, you want to kick us off with a little prayer here, sister? I would love to. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, come, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just ask you to pour yourself upon us right now in this moment. Help us to know your deep love for us. We entrust ourselves to you, and we ask for the grace that you reveal us, that you reveal us to ourselves through your love, through your presence. Help us to know the truth of who we are in you. We ask this through the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary as we pray, Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray Pray for for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful, sister. Thank Thank you. Thank you. And I have to say, I'm compelled. I'm compelled by this topic. Let love reveal you. Hmm. What does that mean? What are, what are your thoughts on that? Mm, gosh, um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind as I think about what it means to let love reveal me uh, is actually this image that our founder, Cardinal Connor, often put before us as sisters. And I absolutely love the little artist in me just loves it. Um, it's the image of the Sistine Chapel, right? It's this beautiful fresco painted by Michelangelo, an absolute masterpiece. And um, back in the 80s and 90s, they went to work, uh, they took the risk to go to work to restore this incredible fresco. Um, And, oh, it's so incredible. Um, Artists uh, laid on their backs um, with little Q-tips, little cotton balls of uh, dipped in solvent and one little swoop at a time one little inch at a time uh, they began the great work of restoring this fresco taking off centuries of dirt and grime and candle soot and um, Cardinal O'Connor told us he said he could not believe the difference that this restoration made he said in a way the first time he saw this fresco he was disappointed He's like, gosh, um, it was beautiful. And yet um, he said he really, it was like electric when he saw it after this restoration. Um, And the reality was they didn't even paint it or repaint it, except for certain areas that had um, great damage, which were few in the great fresco. He said that these colors that Michelangelo used were absolutely brilliant. They didn't even know they had colors like that back then. Um, so this brilliant masterpiece, just by taking off the layers of grime and soot um, from, that the centuries had been built up through the centuries, um, revealed a great masterpiece buried within, in a sense. Wow. And I love this image uh, because this is what God is at work doing always and at every moment like there's not a moment the question is never if god is loving us it's how and that every moment he is seeking to reveal to us who we are in him in the unique beauty that he's inscribed in us in the unique image that we are um, of him uh, in our very being um, he's bringing that masterpiece he has inscribed to life and that we're worth restoring um you know, it's like he wants his image in us, and he wants our our lives to just radiate wow. and shine. Um, and I think this image, I know the sisters love this as we seek, uh, you know, to live lives of holiness ourselves, but uh, it's so filled with hope. And I think it kind of puts um, us right into the heart of what it means to let love reveal us. Mm-hmm. This is the, the God that we know, the God that we love. Uh, this is what he's about. That is so beautiful, sister. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, I, I rest in it often. It encourages me. Now, I, I imagine there's some saints that, like, I, when you're speaking of this, it makes me think of the saints yeah. who really were the par excellence ones who let love reveal who they were. Amen. I think you're dead on, sister. And in a sense, too, um, it's precisely in the witness of the saints, in the witness of people's lives, that this becomes tangible and 
gains any traction, right? It's a nice idea, but what does this actually look like? Um, gosh, I have a favorite. I would love to tell you about her. Tell me. Uh, when I think about letting love reveal um, St. Margaret, or actually I think she's a blessed. I'm trying to canonize her before her time. Blessed Margaret of Costello. I think she was one of the best in this department. Um, she's one of God's uh, little little saints. She was born in 1287, I think, in Italy. And um, she was born to wealthy parents, but she was, she was born blind and hunchbacked. Uh, they said she was short of stature, and um, she was even facially disfigured. Um, and so when she was born, and it's a, a great sorrow, but her parents were so ashamed that they, they told people that she died at birth, and they hid her away. Gosh. Yeah. Um, again, it's like a Cinderella story uh, when you hear it, but um, so they hid her away, and then at a, around age seven, I think someone saw her, and the parents were so mortified by this that they actually, again, Cinderella story continues, um, they had a mason kind of build a, a, a cell, and they placed Margaret within the cell, and, um, and she really lived a life of solitude. A priest would bring her meals, apparently, and what's astounding is um, this, I mean, Margaret's this tale for her life, and it's not over yet. I mean, rejected, her parents being ashamed. Um, the priest was astounded to find this incredible love for God in Margaret's heart, that though she was living alone and in solitude and in very difficult um, circumstances and conditions, she was filled with God's love. Um, I mean, stunning, right? It is, it's stunning. And it gets even better. At age 17, her parents are like, okay, one last ditch effort. Let's bring her to this tomb of a holy monk in the city of Castello. She'll get a miracle. She'll get healed. Um, when she wasn't healed, so they brought her, brought Margaret when she wasn't healed, um, they actually abandoned her. Oh. Um, so if you imagine, um, she's 17, helpless, blind, in a strange city. Um, but again, oh, even though uh, those she was entrusted to walked away from her, abandoned her, God did not. And Margaret went about winning the hearts of every person in that city. and and is now Blessed Margaret of Castello, that very city. Um, sh they said her kindness was just radiant. Um, people absolutely loved Margaret. And she died at the age of 33, just like Jesus. Um, so I love her because she let love reveal her. She let God have the first and final word on her life. She didn't allow the um, irreverences or the rejection um, the pain that she suffered from others to define her. Rather, um, she turned uh, all those places to the Lord and let love reveal to her who she was, God's beloved daughter, precious, worthy, valued, uh, beloved of his heart. Um, and she's a little blessed, and I think a saint for our times, truly. Mm -hmm. I often ask her to pray for me, that I would let love reveal me, especially in those places where I'm most tempted, uh, you know, uh, to not. Uh, so, lover, little Margaret of Castello, one of my faves. Sister, that's amazing, just hearing about Margaret. Isn't she amazing? She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. And it makes me think, like, especially in this time when we're so tempted to, to let other people tell us who we are or try to reveal us, 
how she's such a model mm. for, for letting God speak the truth. And, um, but it brings me to the question, you know, really, I think the core question of our times, mm. who am I? Well, let me put something on the table for you. So I was thinking just in this moment, as you pitched this question, it's like, who am I, right? Um, and I ask that question a lot. I think everybody does. Um, whether I'm eating my breakfast, uh, when I wake up in the morning, when that bell rings, and I don't feel quite alive yet. <laughs> when I'm praying, uh, when I'm walking down the street, who am I? Uh, I think there's a simple answer. I think there's a one word answer to that. Uh, it's, I'm loved. I'm loved. At every moment, I am loved. That there is a love standing over me, behind me, beside me. Here we can check in what St. Patrick's uh, uh, breastplate here, if we, if we sing it, if we pray it. Um, a God who is with and for me, who made me, and who loves me. And that is the realest reality out there. Um, I think on my clearest thinking days, uh, and when I'm most nestled deep in the a nugget of my heart, I know that to be true. And I think it's the greatest reality. I, I just throw that out on the table. Mm, that's beautiful. So the whole, ex- the, the idea that to be is mm. to be loved, mm. really is what you're saying. Mm. The fact that I exist means that I'm loved. I mean, you're getting pretty philosophical, sister. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's what it sounds like. I think it's true. I think it's true. That I is, and that isness, so to speak, flows from the fact that God is, and that he has shared his life with me, and that I reflect that in some unique, unrepeatable, outrageously beautiful way. Hmm. Uh, so I got to sign up and, and sign in hmm. to receiving that love so I can live it mm-hmm. and, and be the gift that I was designed to be for the world. Hmm. I don't know. Am I speaking too simply? I think it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it resonates in the heart. Like, yeah, that I, I am... And therefore, I am loved. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I, I, what is it? Mm-hmm. I think and therefore I am. I am and therefore I am loved. Mm-hmm. But I guess the, uh, my question is, it, it causes me to come to mind, a lot of people don't feel that. Right. Like, a lot of us go through life and we're not thinking, wow, I am and I'm loved. It's, it's wow, who am I? Because I feel like a total mix of my feelings, my desires, my yeah. emotions, who social media tells me I am, yeah. who my friends say I am, you know, my failures, my mistakes, my fears, my dreams. I, I kind of feel like a big old mess of all those things. Yeah. And it, yeah. it and all these things are telling me different things about myself, mm-hmm. you know. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I think there's a, a, the truth of what you're saying, yeah. but in the real lived experience, yeah. how, can I, how can I get there? Hmm. Well, gosh, sister, you ask very, very awesome questions, actually. And I think you're being real, and I think that is real. Um, I would propose it's a matter of perspective, right? That, yes, uh, my emotions, they give me some information. Yeah, you know, the culture may give me a word on or reflect back to me, what, how they may define who or what I am, what I is. Um, a, lot of, a lot of things like to get the microphone, right and tell us about ourselves but I think if we stand and sit um, in the realist perspective um, all those things may have a word to say to me but it's not the word and the word I would argue is Jesus Christ uh, the living God Emmanuel the God who is with us Uh, 
And it's a matter of placing ourselves and putting ourselves where we can be found by him. Um, getting all my stuff, my joys, my sorrows, my, you know, my stuff. We've all got stuff, right? <laughs> uh, get all of that talking to the person, Jesus Christ. I can talk to him. He's a person. Uh, he's the answer, capital A. And ultimately, that's going to put all my stuff into dialogue with love, which, I mean, if I was to be honest, at the end, at the beginning, uh, in the middle of any given day, that's all I want and need is love. I need love. And I think after 12 years of religious life, um, if I've learned anything, it's all about uh, being a good sister is about learning how to receive God's love more and more and more. Mm. Being a good baptized Catholic Christian is just simply learning to let yourself be loved. Mm. Uh, so it's real. The battle's real. The struggle's real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're on the struggle bus every day. Mm. But uh, the truth is also real. Mm. I don't know. More real. More real. Sounds like it's more real. It's the, even more real. The truth that fundamentally I am hmm. created by God, hmm. loved into existence by him, that there, he from all eternity he willed that I be. Mm. He desired that I exist. No. And at a certain point <laughs> in time, I, I wasn't, and then suddenly I, I was, I am. Wow. For, and I will exist for all of eternity. And... And that he, he loved me into that existence. And that there's nobody that has ever been like me or will be like me ever. There's only one me. Wow. And only I can love God in the way that I do, you know? And, um, and it sounds like living in that. Like, I'm a unique, unrepeatable reflection of the glory of God. And, and no one can replace me. Mm. Um, and, and nothing I do, nothing I do or, you know, achieve or produce or fail in, at the end of the day, nothing that actually, def- none, none of that actually defines me. Hmm. Um, hmm. What, what you're saying, which I'm hearing is, what defines me really is the love of Jesus Christ. Letting Jesus tell me who I am. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And what I hear you saying is that that has been spoken. Like Jesus Christ has spoken his yes hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. God the Father spoke it in creating me, and then Jesus ascended to the arms of the cross so mm-hmm. he could descend into the deepest realities and all my pain, all my sorrow, uh, and speak his yes mm-hmm. um, of himself, of his love to me. That whatever I got, what he's got is way bigger, mm-hmm. um, can transform it. Yeah. Whoa. That's a good point. And I think that's especially an important point when we come to look at, like, our failures and our weaknesses and our sins. And mm-hmm. it's, I think there's such a temptation to be like, I messed up and this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. And, and to identify with, with what we've done wrong. Um, or even sometimes on the, on the other end of things, to identify with what we've done right. Yes. And I am my success. And, and there's, that, there's kind of both ways of that. Mm. Um, but I, I was thinking of the quote John Paul II said, you know, we are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures, but we're the sum of the Father's love for us. And our real capacity to become images of his son. And I, I don't, that's what I'm here, what, what I hear kind of uh, you saying in that too. Wow. Yeah. Sister, you speak uh, just such beautiful words. Well, and I guess bring it to a practical level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think we can stay anchored? Stay anchored uh, in that reality. In the truth, in the reality that while the enemy, that's what, as I was listening to you speak, I'm like, oh, yeah, I hear it. Whose shoes are those, right? The enemy 
And then we have one, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to try to define me by my sins. Mm -hmm. But God the Father uh, is going to profess that that gift of love that I am and that he um, desires to continually pour into my life. But Mm -hmm. I don't know, practically, do you have any tips on how to, like, I don't know, keep it real? You know, I think it's, I was thinking of a story, actually, when I, um, just related to that, when I visited my little sister um, back at home, we get to have a home visit every every year with our family, and so I was at home visiting my sister, and she was was a swim teacher, and she was teaching little three- and four-year-olds how to swim. And uh, after the swimming lesson, I was waiting in, like, the boot room area, the coat room area, for her to come out with, with my, was with my my mother. And uh, so one of my sister's uh, little students comes out with her brother and her mom. And um, and so her mom starts talking to my mom and her brother, this little uh, student whose name is Maddie, her, Maddie's brother starts talking to me. He looks up at me, he says, who are you? And I said, and I was like, I know it's complicated. I know long flowing robes. I'm in the swimming area, you know. <laughs> what a contrast. <laughs> what a contrast. And I said, trying to be simple, I said, you know, well, I'm I'm Maddie's swim teacher's sister. I I'm I'm Mad yeah Maddie's swim teacher's sister, and he says oh, and he runs up and pushes himself against his mom, and he says, I'm her son, and then little Maddie's watching the whole thing, and she runs up to her mom and like wraps her little three year old arms around her Aww. mom's thigh, and she says I'm I'm I'm, and then she could tell she was a loss for words, and she looked up at her mom, and she says, what am I again, and Maddie says. You're my daughter. Hmm. Or her, her mom said, you're my daughter. I'm her daughter, you know? Hmm. So I think on a practical level, one, to always ask, I think ask the Lord every day, Jesus, hmm. who do you say I am? Every day, it takes 10 seconds. Jesus, who do you say I am? Hmm. That's, I think, what's one thing I'd say. And I think another thing I'd say would be in relation to um, identifying the voice of the evil one who whispers lies into our hearts and our minds about who we are. Hmm. You know, to be able to say, wait a minute, that's not how God speaks to me, you know? I mean, you really can give examples of what little things we hear in our, our head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we've all... Well, and as I'm listening to you, you're saying first, you've got to have a relationship. Yeah. You've got to be talking to God, right? Yeah. Um, prayer, another word for that. Talking to God. Staying in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, getting your stuff. Talking to Him and letting Him talk to your stuff. Exactly. Solves a lot of problems. Probably 99.9% of them. And then I hear also we've got to learn the difference between the voice of God and other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we've got the voice of the Lord singing the song of love Mm -hmm. um, to us. And then we've got other, which I actually would categorize my voice gets in there, right? What I think, what I feel, my expectations, um, the enemy, right the evil one we've got a he's he's out to destroy us ultimately right uh he's not about god as a as a woman in the bronx once told me <laughs> that ain't about god mm. <laughs> and uh and i i, I carry that with me because it's like mm, that's not about god yeah kick that out uh and then there's the voice of others right what i think they think what i think they feel and ultimately um all of those, yes, you want to make those distinctions. And as discernment spirits would, would teach us and train us, uh, be aware, you know, living with a spiritual awareness, 
uh, understand, is that about God? Is that not about God? And then you accept or you reject. Um, it's pretty simple, right? And as we make it habitual, I think we live a lot freer and uh, more freely live in and out of the greatest reality of our lives, mm-hmm. that we're loved. Mm-hmm. I love that. I don't know. As that resonates, you know? And it makes me think of just some examples of things you can maybe hear in your mind. Oh, yeah. Are what like, you got? Are you like, you're nothing. Mm. You're a failure. I can't believe you did that. Mm. You know, she is so much better than you. Mm. He's so much better than you. You'll never live up to mm. that, you know? You're nothing. You're unlovable. You're all, you can hear all these things in your mind, your heart, right? And it's like, hold on. Yeah. Hold, rein in the horses. That's not how God <laughs> speaks. It's right. like, that, Jesus, Jesus, that's not what he says about us. Hmm. So anytime we hear that in our minds or hearts, it's like, it's like immediately like red flag. It's almost like the devil gave himself away. It's like, aha, <laughs> back down, serpent. You know? <laughs> Amen. You know, like that's not, that's a lie. He's the father of lies. And so to, to be able to renounce and reject those thoughts immediately. You know, I'm even circle back. Jesus, who do you say I am? Yeah. Who do you say I am? You know? Yeah. I think that's important. Because we can, we, can, we can start believing a lot of lies about who we are. It's easy, especially wow. in this culture. There's so much blasting at us, you know. Wow. Yeah. It's so true, sister. And again, I think we all hear it. You know, we all hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, someone once told me, he's, uh, I was talking to just a good, a good spirit, sister. We're talking about um, this is the reality, right? We're like, oh, man, this is what I'm hearing. And my good sister told me, she's like, sister, you are listening to trash. Someone mm. is trash talking you. <laughs> uh, and we all know when we're being uh, trash talked, right? Um, and yet what I love to do with trash, I love to imagine myself in a river, right? And there's that current. Uh, and there might be trash in that river, but it's, I'm just going to let that flow on by. And right in front of me is a rock. And that's where Jesus stands. And I just look up. I just look at him. I let him look at me. Uh, in a sense, I dare to receive my life from him. Mm-hmm. And let that garbage float on by. Don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. Don't listen to it. Just let it float right by. And honestly, I think that decreases um, pretty high percentage, at least 75% of um, you know, the burdens we can carry in the day. We, we drag a lot with us. But it's not, it's not necessary, actually. I just got to look up. I just look at, I got to look at my father looking at me mm. and let that trash roll on by. Or even, hey, if that trash is super troubling me um, or that lie is really getting under my saddle, um, my skin, the burr under my saddle, so to speak. It's like, Jesus, what do you want to do about that? What does your love have to say to that? Uh, do you hear what, you hear what he's saying to me, Jesus? <laughs> and, and he actually, he takes action. It's pretty powerful. Mm. I love watching him. If we ask, we'll receive. If we seek, we find. If we knock, the door opens. Mm-hmm. And to lean into the, the promise, the truth of that word. Mm. I don't know. What do, you, do you have any other thoughts, sister? I love, I love that image, just letting, it, letting all the trash get, yeah. flow on by and looking at Jesus, mm. our gaze fixed on him. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, I think that's the most powerful thing. Keeps but it real, right? Keeps it real. Keeps it real. Keeps it real. Yeah. Gosh, you know what else I was thinking, though, too? I was thinking that it's good to remember. Mm. It's good to remember. Um, you know, I think we've all kind of, if we look at our lives, we can look poignantly and see 
there was the before Christ, there was a BC in our life, and there was a after, right? Um, and tapping into those moments, those the moments we experience God's love the most, mm. and to go back to those places and to remember His love, to remember and notice how He was looking at us, to remember how we felt, um, and actually then to ask for more, mm. to ask for more, more, more. Um, it's like a holy greed <laughs> that uh, I think uh, that to, belongs to the children of God because mm-hmm. uh, God wants to give us the more. And our hearts want it. I'm mm-hmm. thirsty. Mm-hmm. I'm thirsty. I don't know about, what do you, I'm, I don't know, sister, what do you think about that? I'm th- my throat is dry. <laughs> it is. I, <laughs> I really am thirsty. <laughs> my but goodness. I think it speaks to, we're, we're not just, we're made in his image and likeness, mm-hmm. but we're made, and we're made for eternity, mm. for eternal communion. And nothing is going to satisfy our hearts except for that. And so that remembering that you're talking about is, is like dipping us into it, letting us, ourselves be immersed in the reality that's surrounding us, mm. that's constantly telling us who we are, but, but really immersing ourselves in that. And then it's like, and remembering, we're made for eternity, and mm-hmm. we're starting to live our eternity now. And, uh, and, and that's, I mean, that's, that's huge. That, you know, that totally changes our lens on life. Mm-hmm. If we remember we're children of the Father, made as in his image and likeness, made for greatness and glory and for eternity. That's sure a lot different than the trash floating down the stream that's telling me a lot of other things about myself. It's beautiful to ponder. Um, gift to be with you, sister. Um, it's a gift to be with you. It's a joy just to talk about all this stuff. Amen. Amen. Well, I wonder, um, before we go. Yeah. Got anything before we go? You know, I thought maybe we could do something together and we could pray this litany of let love. Whoa. Which I think would be awesome to pray together. Pray together, open the floodgates. Yeah. Uh, a little litany of how to let love. Yeah. Just come more deeply into our lives. Yeah. And we just invite you, all you who are listening, invite you into it to pray with us. Okay. Um, here we go. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Father, good and ever faithful, Jesus, Savior, ever merciful. Holy Spirit, wellspring of true life and love, I give you permission, reign in my heart, mind, soul, and life. Let your love come into my past, present, and future. Let your love unfold in me. That I let love reveal who I am. God, in whose image I've been made, father me. That I let love define me. God, in whose likeness I've been formed, shape me. That I let love with courage and hope. God, to whose glory I've been called, be my strength. That I let love forgive me. Save me, Lord Jesus. That I let love love me to the depths of my being. Save me, Lord Jesus. That I let love heal and glorify my wounds. Save me, Lord Jesus. That I let love free me from sin. Save me, Lord Jesus. That I let love liberate me from all my fears. Save me, Lord Jesus. That I let love reconcile me to wholeness and peace. Save me, Lord Jesus. That I let love awaken me. Come, Holy Spirit. That I let love lead me in every moment. Come, Holy Spirit. That I let love challenge me to live in and for love. Come, Holy Spirit. That I let love grow my mind, heart, and soul. Come, Holy Spirit. That I let love draw me to live in the truth. Come, Holy Spirit. 
that I let love transform me into the life of Christ. Come, Holy Spirit, that I let love fill me to overflowing. Come, Holy Spirit, that I let love captivate my heart. Come, Holy Spirit, that I let love live in me. Come, Holy Spirit, that I let love inspire me. Come, Holy Spirit, that I let love cherish me. Father, hold me in your heart, that I let love receive me. Jesus, keep me in your wounds, that I let love be my rock and security. Spirit, keep me in your peace, that I let love ask from me. Let your will be done, Father, that I let love in. Let your will be done, Father, that I let love live in me. Let your will be done, Father, that I let love go. Let your will be done, Father, that I let love give. Let your will be done, Father, that I let love speak. Let your will be done, Father, that I let love call my name. Let your will be done, Father, that I let love bring me somewhere new. Blessed Trinity, reign over my life. That I let love be the adventure. Blessed Trinity, reign over my life. That I let love write the score. Blessed Trinity, reign over my life. That I let love win the victory. Blessed Trinity, reign over my life. That I let love be the answer. Blessed Trinity, reign over my life. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. God bless you all. Good to be with you. See you next time. God bless you. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.